Hello and welcome to the CrossFit Chilton podcast. My name is Jeremy Riley and I've been a fitness coach since the early 2000s. I've given over 15,000 hours of sessions and I want to use my experience to help you guys get fitter, happier and healthier. Hi guys. So today I'm talking about glycemic index and glycemic load. Before I go into that subject, I want to make sure that you are still understanding the basics of nutrition. The most important part of nutrition are these basics. These are going to get you the majority of your results. Everything else we're doing is just adding finer details to nutrition planning. Number one is to ensure you're weighing, measuring, and tracking your food. The only way to understand whether your diet is working is to understand what you're taking on board in a precise manner. Make sure you're using an app or pen and paper, and you're actually weighing food as well, because when people make a judgment of their portion sizes, they're often wrong. Secondly, once you've got a handle on tracking then start planning, planning your week's diet in advance, what you're going to be taking on board today week. So you make sure you're getting the right amount of food and also make sure you're not shopping and buying stuff that you do not need. It's always important to have a plan before you do your food shop. And to do that, you need to have a plan of what you're going to have that week. That's the second priority. Third priority is start thinking about calories. I know they're not a perfect science, but they're one of the only things we have, and it's a really good way to have an understanding whether your quantities are correct or not. If we are tracking and planning our food and we're trying to hit our calorie target, we can then make a judgment as to whether that calorie target is correct for us or not by looking at our results. So if we follow those first three steps, we should be able to start understanding whether our food quantities are correct. Once we can get the calories under control with our tracking and planning. Then we can start thinking about our protein intake. Macronutrients are really important. Getting that balance right is really important to get your performance and body composition goals. Once you start thinking about protein, then you can start thinking about your carbs and your fats as well. We can look at the balance of those. For me, I like the majority of people that I work with to stick to around a third protein, third carbs, and a third fats, depending on their individual needs. Please go back and watch or listen to some of the episodes I've done on protein and carbohydrate intake to give you a better understanding on that. But as a basic rule of thumb, a third and third and thumb, third is quite a good way to think about your diet. Once you've got a handle on that, then you can dig deeper into the subject you may have watched my previous episode on supplements. You can look at those supplements and also they're a good way to make sure you're achieving your macronutrient balance as well. Then we can go into today's subject. So let's talk about glycemic index. You may have heard of it already. You may have an understanding of it, but I want to clarify it for you. All glycemic index is, is a measure of how a food will increase your blood sugar levels. It's taken as a measure against, if you just took on pure glucose, that would be 100 on the glycemic index. That would be the number one, the top measure, because it's pure glucose, so that will cause the biggest increase in your blood sugar levels by taking that on board. And then they measure against that. They effectively give people 50 grams 
of a carbohydrate and measure how that affects your blood sugar levels. The higher the number, the higher your food is on the glycemic index, the lower number, the lower it is on the glycemic index. Foods high in the glycemic index are your sugary sweet foods and your starchy foods. Foods such as bread, pasta and rice are high to intermediate on the glycemic index. Sugary treats are right up the top there, but also fruits are also high on the glycemic index. The problem with using exclusively the glycemic index in looking at your food intake is that it doesn't take into account the amount of carbohydrates contained in a regular serving of food. So when they measure the glycemic index, what they're looking at is if you had 50 grams of carbohydrates from that food, how much that would elevate your blood sugar levels by. The issue is we don't get 50 grams of carbohydrate in every serving of food that we have. The amount of carbohydrate in a serving of food will vary greatly. A good example, if we go back to the watermelon, the watermelon, the glycemic index is in the 70s, but the amount of carbohydrates in a serving of watermelon is very low. And therefore its effect on your blood sugar will be quite different to if you had another food in the 70s, such as a donut, that would have a much bigger effect on your blood sugar levels because it has a higher amount of carbohydrate in a serving size. The solution is a number called the glycemic load of a food. Glycemic load is calculated very simply. You multiply the glycemic index of a food by the amount of carbohydrate in a serving size. You then divide that by 100 and that gives you a number that varies from naught upwards. Now, generally, naught to 10 on the glycemic load is low, 11 to 20 is intermediate, and 20 plus is considered high on the glycemic load. A watermelon for glycemic load is around four. It's considered low on the glycemic load for a portion of watermelon. Compare that to a donut, which has a similar glycemic index number, that will be considered high for glycemic load because it contains a lot more carbohydrate per serving. With fruit, this is because of the water weight of that fruit. The majority of fruit we take on board has a high amount of water inside it and therefore when we're eating it, it hasn't got as much carbohydrate content per serving. This is why it's so important to consume fruit in its natural state compared to eating dried fruit. When you have dried fruit, they've taken out that water weight and it enables you to eat a lot more carbohydrate per serving than fresh fruit. For example, comparing grapes to raisins, the number of grapes in a packet of raisins is huge compared to what you would eat if you had those grapes in a punnet. Always look to consume your fruit in its natural form. Dried versions, although they will give you the micronutrient benefit, they will cause 
a spike with your blood sugars. They are basically a way to reduce the guilt that you get when you're eating Haribo by calling it fruit. Yes, they have some health benefit, but nowhere near the benefit of taking on board fruit in its natural form. When we look at glycemic load and glycemic index, this is influenced a lot. How that food is digested is influenced a lot by the fiber content of that food as well, because when you have fiber on board, your body, some of the fiber, your body doesn't digest insoluble fiber, and some of the fiber it does digest soluble fiber has a lot of health benefits and will also slow the absorption of those sugars. Which is why, again, whole foods are really important. When foods are processed, they will lose some of those fibers and therefore their glycemic index goes up. The more processed a food is, the higher the glycemic index of that food becomes. This is why it's so important whenever I talk about food, whole real foods are much better for you than processed versions of that food. Fruit in a real form is exponentially better for you than juiced fruit, especially juiced fruit that has been processed in a plant. If you're juicing it yourself and you're retaining a lot of the properties of that fruit when you're drinking it, it's going to be great. But when you juice the fruit and you take out all of the, um, the fiber from that food, basically you're just turning it into a sugary treat again. So drying out the food, squeezing all that fluid into a juice, concentrating there, you're removing the fibers. The other way you're removing the fluid, you're increasing the net carbohydrate content of that food and therefore the amount is going to elevate your blood sugars and you're also removing some of the goodness. So try to eat food that you can recognize as food. If it needs a description alongside it to tell you what it is, it's probably not going to be good for you. There is some limited evidence to suggest that if you eat foods raw, it retains more of the fiber, it, it keeps the glycemic load of that food lower. However, I don't like anything that prevents people taking on board food. So if eating food raw makes it unappetizing and a chore, you should always avoid it. You need to make sure that what you're trying to take on board is something you're going to enjoy eating. Otherwise, you're not going to stick to it. If your food intake is like a punishment, you definitely won't stick to that diet. Do not worry to that length. That is taking it to an extreme that most people won't be able to stick to, and therefore it's not a sensible ploy. Think about taking on unprocessed whole foods, a great mix of foods, and looking at the sugar and starch content of your foods, but don't go to super extremes. This is why it's so important to understand a food's effect on your blood sugars. How can we simplify this because everything I've talked about so far can sound pretty confusing. Are we supposed to look at the GI and the GL of every food? Are we looking at the net carbs, the amount of fiber, looking at food labels all the time? It sounds too complicated and it is too complicated if you think of it in that way. The CrossFit philosophy on food is a real simple way of thinking about it. That is taking on board proteins, 
vegetables, some fruit, nuts and seeds, little starch and no sugars. If you follow that philosophy, you can't really go wrong. The way that I explained in previous videos of how you should be thinking about your foods is also a really good way to ensure you aren't getting those big spikes in your blood sugars. Try and ensure that your calorie intake from a meal comes a third from carbohydrates, one third of the calories from fats, and one third of the calories from proteins. If you do that, it will balance the glycemic load and therefore regulate the blood sugar better. That is the simple thought you have to have when planning your meal. So all of this information that I've given you is increasing your knowledge, but the philosophy is exactly the same. That balance of, micro, of macronutrients is what's going to ensure you have a good regulation of your blood sugars and therefore you're going to get the benefits of that. The knowledge of glycemic index and glycemic load and net carbs and fibre intake is useful, but don't let that confuse you. Stick to the simple philosophies that I've talked about and I continue to talk about in all of the future videos. Use the knowledge of these glycemic index and glycemic load just to guide you on making better food choices. If you can keep that GL number down most of the time, you are going to be healthier and get better results for your body composition. There are a few occasions where you want food that is high GI if you need instant energy for a particular workout or event, but most of the time, if you can try to bring the GI number down of your meals or GL number down of your meals, you are going to be healthier. As I say at the end of each one of these episodes, if you have any further questions, if you would like me to make a video of something that's of interest to you in the health and fitness world, please drop me an email, jeremy at crossfitchildren.com or put a note in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. I shall see you all very soon. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. You can follow CrossFit Children on our social media channels, Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at the.jeremy.riley. If you've got any questions for future podcasts, please leave them on our social media, and I'll be happy to answer them. Thanks, guys.